Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the lovely podcast, The Endurance of Labor Laws. I am your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. Today we're going to take a look at the International Association of Firefighters. But I am moving over to a different spot because I am off today. I'm off for Christmas break. Excuse me, but also I've been sitting a while. So I want to get up and stretch my legs because I'm a runner and I like to get up and stretch my legs. So that is always good. Let me move these bottles of water out of the way. This is good. Okay. So let's go ahead and get started on this one. This one is kind of short and sweet. So here we go. Let's take a look at this one. So the International Association of Firefighters, also known as IAFF, is a labor union representing paid full-time firefighters and emergency medical services personnel in the United States and Canada. The IAFF was formed in 1918 and is affiliated with AFL-CIO in the United States and the Canadian Labor Congress in Canada. The IAFF has more than 316,000 members and it's more than 3,200 affiliate organizations. Its political action committee, Fire PAC, is one of the most active PACs in the country. I would be kind of concerned about that because these PACs are usually to do with money's going towards political campaigns. So I would want to know what it means by most active. And let's see here, the next section is IAFF mission and their history. So it says the IAFF was formed in 1918. The IAFF has fought for better wages, that's good. Benefits, love it. Working conditions and improved safety for union members, I like that. The IAFF has also pushed for more full-time union firefighters. Now that I agree with and here's why. Here's the thing, whenever you have a job and um You need the best people to do the work. The best people are going to be your full-time workers, not your part-time workers. And I can say this because I've worked part-time and full-time at different jobs. And I'll give an example of something that doesn't have to do with me or a firefighter, so it will be an independent example. There's a story, um, I don't know how many years ago, there was this young woman, she needed a kidney transplant and her brother was a perfect match. So, they went in for the organ transplant uh, procedure. And when the girl woke up, she you know, she looked at her abdomen to see if um if the if the surgery was successful. She didn't find any lacerations or scars. So she knew the surgery had not been done and she wondered why. Well, here's the thing. They removed her brother's kidney, but a part-time nurse that was working on the operation team, she threw away his kidney because she thought it was medical waste. So a perfectly good healthy kidney was thrown away because of that nurse's um ignorance. and just not doing a good job. And I'm not against nurses. I think nurses are great as long as they're kind and not hateful like some of the ones I have met in the past. I've also met some good ones. Um but here's the thing, part-time workers, they just don't know as much as full-time workers. So I think that the more intricate and the more delicate and the more important the job role is, the more you need to have full-time workers not part-time. So I agree with them on this. The next section is IAFF Center of Excellence for Behavioral Health Treatment and Recovery. It says the IAFF has announced plans to open the Center of Excellence for Behavioral Health Treatment and Recovery in 2017 located in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, outside Washington DC. The IAFF Center of Excellence is intended for union members only and will offer treatment for recovery from post-traumatic stress and co-occurring addictions and hopes to help members return to the job. That's awesome. Maybe that could be a model to help the VA help our veterans. I think that would be really good because the VA is not doing a, a good job of helping our veterans in that front. 
The center also will serve to train and educate peer support members in the treatment of post-traumatic stress and substance abuse in the firefighter population. The ultimate goal is to develop protocols for fire departments to use to help firefighters. The next section is IAFF Legislative Conference. It says each year the IAFF hosts a national legislative conference in Washington D.C. that is open to any IAFF member who wishes to register. The IAFF Legislative Conference is the largest legislative conference of any union in the country. Over the years, attendees have heard from President Bill Clinton, Vice President Joe Biden, which he is now our current president, members of the cabinet of both Republican and Democratic administrations, and numerous members of Congress, including the leadership of the Senate and House of Representatives, and key congressional staff. The next section is about membership restrictions. It says IAFF as a union represents full-time paid firefighters and emergency medical technicians and membership is not open to volunteer firefighters. Its bylaws do not allow members to work or volunteer with any other emergency service organization beyond their full-time employer and can have their membership revoked if they do, though in practice this rarely if ever happens. The next section is the IAFF Firefighters Interested in Registration and Education Political Action Committee. FirePAC is the federally registered political action committee of the IAFF. FirePAC was established in 1978 and has grown into the top 1% of all federally registered PACs that concerns me a little bit because you're usually dealing with monies. During the 2009-2010 election cycle, FirePAC raised 5.3 million and was the 10th largest PAC in terms of donations to federal candidates. Within organized labor, FirePAC has been the most bipartisan PAC during the last decade. I kind of find that hard to believe because most of the time when I think of bipartisanship, it usually means Republicans are caving into Democrats. So I would be interested to see how that worked out. It goes on to say contributing a larger percent of its donations to Republican candidates than any other union. I would kind of want proof of that because it's very rare for them to um, support Republican candidates and unions, which is what we have seen um, throughout these podcasts. It goes on to say the IAFF follows a simple philosophy when supporting candidates. They support those who support them, regardless of party affiliation or one's political leanings. I kind of disagree with that because see, here's the thing: party affiliation and political leanings matter, and the reason why is because it tells you where their true loyalty lies. So you got to be careful who you are aligning yourself with. The next section is IAFF Charitable Foundation. It says the IAFF Charitable Foundation was formed in 2011 to assist IAFF union members and their families if affected by natural disaster, including hurricanes, earthquakes. floods also promotes fire and burn prevention advocates for fire fire health sorry firefighter health and safety and provides public education on how to prevent and recover from burn trauma now from what i can tell with this just from reading this i think that's absolutely wonderful and here's why in a lot of my previous podcasts over and over again i've really wished for unions to help their own members especially in terms of tragedy and hardship and right here we see where they create a foundation specifically to help their union members when they have catastrophes happen i think that's great and this is the first time we have seen this the next section is iaff iaff fallen firefighter memorial the iaff fallen firefighter memorial is a permanent remembrance 
of IAFF members and emergency medical services personnel who have lost their lives in the line of duty. An annual Fallen Firefighters Memorial Ceremony is held each year in September in Colorado Springs, Colorado, with the exception of 2020 and 2021 due to the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. More than 8,800 names of fallen IAFF members are etched on the wall. That might actually be a wonderful thing to go see. I would I would love to do that. The next section is Muscular Dystrophy Association Support. It says the IAFF is the largest national sponsor of the Muscular Dystrophy Association, also known as MDA. Member, let's see, members raise funds primarily through the Fill the Boot campaign, which helps fund MDA summer camps for children, professional and public health education and other programs. Total donations since 1954 are over 558 million dollars. Since 1966, the International Association of Firefighters has appeared on and co-sponsored the Jerry Lewis MDA Labor Day Telethon. I did not know that, but that's really interesting to know. One thing I thought of is um I would like to know how close they are to finding a cure for muscular dystrophy because I haven't heard of anything and I also don't know of the type of treatments that they have, but I would think that if they have received almost half a billion dollars um from this particular labor union, then I would hope that they would be closer because I think it would be really great to have a cure for that. So, but that is it for this podcast. This is short and sweet because it, it was a short one. And so far I don't really find anything really shady with it, which is kind of strange because I'm definitely looking for things that are odd. But the next one we will take a look at is called Unite Here and that was started in 2004. So we will take a look at that one next time. Um but until next time I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
still 